Seven. No. Eight. No. We're going to do this again? We're not doing this again. Are you sure? Positive. Five. No. Four. Uh, yeah. Three. You know Wait. Hold on. Two. Seven. One. Hi, Tara. Hi, Phil. How are you? <laughs> I'm just Dougie. Yeah? How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I got coffee. Hold I on. got coffee, too. Where's my coffee? I have coffee. It's in the tea cup. It is, and it's not tea. Don't worry. I'm going to get you your own cup, and it's going to be pee for penis. I mean, you're not wrong. I am a dick. Mm-hmm. In all forms. That's really going to throw people off when we start doing the video version of this. Just a walking gonna... penis. Yeah. Well, no. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep my head, like, always shaved, and I'm just going to put a black mark all the way God across damn it. God damn it. Please don't. Tattoo it. I will. I'm not tattooing a fucking train track across my skull. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the sound. No. He came in. No. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. That'll be the joke. My life is a joke. Same. So you know what I want to talk about today, Tara? I don't. What? I want to talk about art. No, that's so easy. Well, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about art? We can talk about art, but like art in all forms. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Like what we perceive as art. Okay, well, what do you perceive as art? Well, like, you, give me a definition or well, like an first. idea. You you tell me what. I you, just asked you a question. You can't tell me to go first. You're the art major here, not me. I was an art major. Still are. Was. But listen. I never you, finished. You painted one of my Warhammer 40k figures, Typhus, Herald of the Plague God, mm-hmm. and he looks badass. Yeah, because I made his scythe look like it was shrouded in blood splatter and purple armor. That's sick. Even though Worn down purple armor. But he's supposed to be green, but the purple makes it look better. Oh, so you need me to repaint it? No, no. Keep with the purple. Trust me. The purple looks cool. Because he'll be more distinguishable oh, on, okay. the, on the field. Everybody else will You could have told me it was supposed to be green. No, that's fine. Anyway. Green and purple are not complementary colors. Yeah, but he can, like I said, he can stay purple. Just everybody else is going to be green. Because he'll be more distinguishable from everybody else. Okay. And the Mortarian, when when I finally get him, we'll we'll figure out a color scheme for him. Yeah. He's the big boy. Not the not the tank, the bigger one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big wingspan shit. Yeah. He's cool. No, so alright, my my definition of art is like I'm one of those weird people that consider video games an art form. It is. Okay. But I've also heard the argument that it's not an art form, and I don't know how they can make that argument. Why okay, well why wouldn't it be art? Because it's not, it, like, this is the argument that I've heard. I've heard that video games cannot be considered art because video games are not expressions. They're not kept in the same, like, you can't put a video game in an art museum. And I think that's, like, a lot of people's perception of what art is. Sculptures, paintings. That's a very limited view on what art is. Exactly. That's why I wanted to do art today, because it is kind of like a broad generalization not generalization but it's my mic in case it wrangles in the i mean it's gonna so it's it's no biggie i just wanted to get more comfortable so there hopefully it won't fall no it should do you want to move the table over a little bit no we're good okay i have a big mouth so it'll carry well you're you're also is uh is your mic is also way better than mine like i literally i paid half the price for it I, i paid a decent price for this what you paid what 80 something I think it was like 86 after tax and shipping. That's about what I paid. Mine came with the arm, though. Mine came with a... a and a pop filter. Oh, yeah, well. I added the googly eyes. 
That's what makes it more expensive. Mm-hmm. The googly eyes. You know, that's art. <laughs> but no, like, so I've heard that art, that video games can't be considered a form of art because it can't be displayed in a museum. And I think that's kind of horse shit considering that films and television, while more films are uh, more than anything could be considered forms of art because you have like foreign films and like expressional films and shit like silent films mm-hmm. um and those can be perceived as art but then it's the same argument if you can't display a, like you could display a movie in a movie theater but not in an art museum so how is that considered an art form and video games aren't i mean that people who are saying that video games or movies or anything moving isn't art because it can't go in an art museum mm. have a very limited and narrow-minded view on what art is mm. because there's a lot of art that can't go into a movie theater there's a lot of art that can't go into a art museum there's a lot of things that can't go into like boma or can't be you know recreated i guess there's not go, all art is still moma Modern Art Museum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Museum of Modern Art. That was that's what it stands for. Gotcha. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure that's what it. Since I'm. I'm good. Cincinnati. I'm, I'm gonna say that you're probably right. You would know that quicker than I would. I'm. I'm drawing a, a huge blank, and I know that if Mister Wheel were listening, and she'd be like, "Marie, you know this. TMB, you know this. You know." wagging your you know yeah. shaking her finger at you and then she'd get that little like look on her face where she's like you know the answer did she ever do that yeah shake her finger at you it, she, she did it in like a sarcastic way once <clears throat> she'd be like now listen marie speaking of uh what is what is her name miss to mrs to wheel to wheel so uh we we, we could probably uh talk about this because considering that we've done it or i did it i uh, i reached out to your oh yeah your former <laughs> art teacher because uh, you told me a story about how your ex-boyfriend, douchebag, douchebag, um, had stolen your cords and never returned them. So I had reached out to your high school art teacher to get them replaced um, during my lunch break at work. Yeah, and it was a couple month long process, a couple month, yeah, a couple months worth of processing and waiting and. You know, emailing correspondence back and forth, but you know, so shout out to uh, Miss Twill for or I probably butchered that name. I'm sorry, but uh, shout out to her for you know getting the uh, getting the cords, getting everything in, in motion, and for the beautiful cards. I gotta bring my card over so you can read it because it's really really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had a nasty breakup a little over a year ago, and I I had a bunch of my belongings in this person's. Um, mother's garage and I asked for one thing back and that was my honor cords from graduation because I was inducted into the National Honor Society in high school and he brought me my cap <laughs> that was it I mean to his so pr- Phil went, on, went out of his way and hid this from me for months trying to get my cords back without you know breaking and entering and all that good shit um, Which totally was an and option. And I sobbed like a baby. You did. You did butcher her name when you read out the email, but I I knew who you were talking about. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And then I, I, yeah, I sobbed like a baby. That meant more to me than anything ever has or will that you've done. 
So just like I've said before, every time I see him, I win. You do win. Always. You won. I make sure it. You did the big win. Kiss now my I'm ass, douchebag. With you forever. Anyway, <sighs> after the mushy gushy, um, I'm proud of that though. As I you heard should those be. fucking chords. As you In should be. In high school, I took probably seven fine arts classes and like four, three or four digital art classes, choir, band. Like, I was, I didn't do. You were the artsy kid. Yeah, I didn't do general education. I did. You did art. I did art. All of my study halls were spent in the art room and like in the studio or I was running to the elementary school that was literally across the parking lot Mm -hmm. to aid for that art teacher and like grade her paperwork and and make her posters and, and take care of her kids. I taught her class a couple times. She's like, here, here's the materials. Have fun. I have shit to do. Like, go go teach my class. And I'm like, you got it. Like, So is that, like, is that what made you want to be an art teacher? Oh, fuck yeah. I remember there was one day that it was snowing out, and um, I had walked over there, and she said, how's the weather? Because I just walked across the parking lot, and I'm like, it's fucking pissing. And she's like, shh, don't say that. There's kids in here. And I'm like, all right, you're right. And then she throws me this book, and she says, go read that to them. <laughs> Nice. And they had to, like, pull shit out of the book for their project and whatever. And right. I was like, all right, cool. And, uh, you know, I, I remember sitting there and I was reading this book to these kids and, you know, asking them questions. And I was just so into it. And they had one of them smart boards on the on the, te- on the, the wall, too. Like, the ones with the magic pens and... Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so there's... The, they're, um, they're like dry erase boards, but they've got a projector on them. Okay. And they've got these uh, fancy pens. They're They're, like magnetic touch type kind of thing they don't actually write on the board but when the projector's on it looks like you're writing on the board oh, but it's okay. also on the computer gotcha okay so it's it's like a fancy yeah. version of projected smart shit see they probably have that in the in because i went to willoughby south yeah so they probably have that in the new willoughby south now but when i was there it was like the same school like the school hadn't been updated since my family, literally everybody in my family, Uncle Mike, Walt, Scott, Mom, mm. everybody, they had all gone through that school. And literally nothing had changed in the years, like, from them graduating to for me graduating. And they graduated, like, I want to say in, I don't know, maybe 80? Like, I'm, I'm just going to round it up to 80 because I don't know when they all graduated because I just don't care. And, um... From, like, then to when I graduated in 2010, you know, Jesus Christ, the, like, nothing of the school had been updated. God, you graduated in 10. Yeah. I was starting high school in 2010. I'm old. You are. I know. I just re- It just hit me the other day. Not the other day, but it just hit me that I, I've been at that place for 10 years at my job. I literally started out of high school. I really know how to pick them. Hey, I mean, <laughs> think about it this way, man. I've held a steady job for ten fucking years. How many? How how many of your other exes can say that? That's true. Eh? I can't even say that. What am I talking about? Yours is a little different situation than mine, but, but yeah, they had these the smart boards and everything, and I was like writing on it and like showing them how to do shit, and like that was like the moment when I was like, that's what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. That's what I want to do. And I was, like, so hardcore set on it. Hmm. And then life happened, and, you know, I didn't... I haven't gotten there yet. Right. But 
hopefully I'll get there soon. I am making the the change um, here soon to get myself back on track to get back into school. If I can do it, so. you can do it. Yeah, but you don't also have like six years worth of debt under your belt for no degree. <laughs> True. I mean, I just need to pay it off so I can get my papers and then go from back. the high school and the college, and then I can go back and I can continue to pay the state of Ohio a bunch of money so that I can hopefully have my own piece of paper that says that I can take little kids into one room and go, this is art. Like Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory where he's like, this is a whole new world. So like what kind of like art would you teach? Elementary art. So it would be like the fundamentals of art. Like would you want to go any further into, into, into like teaching art, like high school, high school, possibly even college level? Like where do you, I, like, I where do you see would... the cap of your art teaching? I think I want to grow with it. Like, I know that a lot of teachers will actually grow with their classes. Okay. Like, they'll start in elementary, and then, like, after four years, they'll move, excuse me, they'll move on to, like, middle school, and then after four or five years, they'll move on to high school and mm. so on. And I know we had an art teacher that did that where I went to school. Uh, it was Mrs. Sturgis. Mm. She started with... Her name is a biker rally. <laughs> She started, I think, the year before I got there. So, like, my third grade year would have been when she started. Okay. She actually moved up with the classes before me. Okay. So, like, yeah. She followed, like, Tawil was always in the high school. But mm. she, like, she followed the class. And I think she transferred to another school or something. But I know that she was moving up with them. So, like, she basically started with the kindergarten class and then graduated with the senior right. kind of thing. And I thought that was cool. That's something I think I would want to do. I. Uh, but that's continued education. Because yeah. you have to have certifications for all those things. And it's like, well, at that point, I'm just going to have a PhD in art education. And I don't know if it's a real thing, but it's going to happen. Right. I, I mean, if, if pave you, the frontier. I mean, people can major in art in college. So, I mean. Lots of people actually major in art and then do nothing with it. I know a friend of mine, she, uh, she majored in... No, I, I've never once thought that... You know, like there's a art. song for the elements of art. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing it, though, because I'm going to butcher the hell out of it. And I know that if Twizzle is listening... Twizzle. She's going she's gonna to start humming Frizzle it as to soon whizzle. as I say that. Don't. Because that was a joke we had. <laughs> Frizzle to whizzle? Yeah. <laughs> or when I would send her pictures of Daniel to her email, just pictures no context no subject i would just send we all did it we all sent our pictures of daniel but i hope he's doing well too he was a good kid but yeah no um there's actually a song that she made up i'll pull it up on on spot on soundcloud for you oh it's the elements of art song she's a soundcloud rapper oh <laughs> mc to whistle mc to wheel and um Mrs. Notaberadino, who was formerly Ms. White. I don't know what the hell you just said to me, but it sounded and like Mrs. you cursed. And Mrs. Costello were my favorite teachers. All right, school. if you keep talking to me in that tone of foreign again, I'm going to smack you. Stop it. I mean, no. Fair. Those are my three favorite teachers in high school. I uh, I feel bad because I had one like super cool art teacher mm -hmm. who was kind of like what Ryan Reynolds was in Deadpool before Ryan Reynolds became Deadpool. He was super laid back. He was super cool. He was such a smart ass. Super hot? Oh, yeah. Oh, this man. Oh, move. 
Like, you would see this man and go, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And I'd be like, well, there's nothing I can do. I, I can't <sighs> stop him. We had one of those. Like, my junior is senior year. Okay, so this is going to sound really bad. One of our math teachers in my high school um, got carted away for being a pedophile. Okay. Well-known, well-respected teacher just one day got carted away for being a pedophile. I think it happened more than once. I think the football coach did it, too. Um, It's always the coaches. Well, it was the coach and the math teacher. And and I liked that math teacher a lot because he was funny. He was, you know, cool with the kids. He didn't take no shit. Right. But he he liked little boys. Um, And the guy that replaced him... I never knew his name. Hmm. I'd just seen him a couple times, and I was like, damn. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, we've, we, I had a, an English teacher who was, um, she was an English teacher, and then she, she was a substitute for another teacher, and then that teacher that she was subbing for yeah. ended up, like, quitting or moving to a different position or whatever, so she got the full-time position, but the, her, oh my god. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. Like you'd see her and go, "Hey, hi, how you doing?" You know, like I'm no longer a student. How you doing? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, "Holy shit!" But uh, the the art teacher I had, I can't remember what the guy's name is for the life of me. I'd have to see it in a, in a, the yearbook. But he was the coolest. He was the shit. He and I connected on a different level because we both had an insane appreciation for heavy metal. Okay. And I had already had my art class. My art class was my third period. He came. I got an A in lunch. I did. I got an A in lunch. I I failed lunch. How the fuck do you fail lunch? Anyway, I kept forgetting my lunch money. He came into the lunchroom, and he took me to his office, and I thought I was in trouble. He goes, "You got to come with me." And I go into his office. I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he had one of those kind of like one of those projection things, but he had his computer always hooked up to it. Okay. And he pulls up this article on on the thing. And I'm reading it, and it was Ronnie James Dio, the former lead singer of Black Sabbath, the former lead singer of Rainbow, and the former lead singer of a band called Elf, had passed away from stomach cancer. Oh. And for the, it had to be before it was before I graduated, and I'm reading it, and I was I was crushed because I loved Ronnie, I loved J- I loved Dio, I loved his bands, I loved his voice, his singing. Um, his mythology with the with the music and where it came from and him like he was this short little like five two Italian guy, but his voice fucking carried like he closed and opened some of the biggest heavy metal festivals. He closed suffering from stomach cancer. He closed Wacken Open Air Festival in Germany, and it's one of the biggest heavy metal festivals in the world. And it goes for a week straight, and he closed that festival suffering. Like, in pain, in stomach cancer. And then after that, he died. And I'm standing there, and I'm reading it, and I'm just, I'm fucking crushed. It felt like somebody came up with a sledgehammer and just hit me in the in the chest. And I go and turn, and I look at him, I'm like, oh my god, what? And he's just, he's weeping. He's just got tears rolling down his face. He's like, I loved him, man. I loved Dio. And I was like, oh, dude, come on, man. Don't be doing this shit. And then, like, for the whole week, like, he was just inconsolable. Like, he hit it really well in class, but I knew. I'm like, that man's hurting. And it'll be the same exact thing when um, when Rob Halford passed away of Judas Priest. When, when he passes away, I'm, I'm not going to work. I'm taking that day as a fucking personal holiday. <laughs> just because. But, I, like, with art, it, like, art, I, I have a newfound appreciation for art. Okay. Um, because... 
I view, uh, I will admit I was one of those people that viewed art very like two dimensionally. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, painting, sculpting, that's it. Like it's in a museum, it's from a famous guy, you know, dude, you know, lopped his ear off for a girl or whatever. Listen, no artist is famous until they die. Well, I've okay, fair enough. And I didn't realize that. But again, I also <laughs> viewed it very two dimensionally. Now Except that soup can guy. Fuck him. Andy Warhol? Yeah. What's wrong with Andy Warhol? Okay, so I like some of his art, but I'm like Anybody can make a fucking rubber stamp, okay? Stop. Fair. Anyway. But um No, like like I said, I've I've viewed it very two dimensionally and I was I was kind of ignorant to like what art could be like for other people mm-hmm. and then when i started going to more museums like the the rock and roll hall of shame fuck that place uh, yeah that place is garbage um the cleveland museum art of art that we went to Yay. which was the first time i'd ever been in that building oh we I, have to go back and we will when corona's over i'd never been in there beforehand and i haven't been there since and i'm like holy shit this is incredible and now I'm starting to have an appreciation for other forms of art, video games, music, film, mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, to me, I feel that art could be anything that you put a lot of time into, that you're proud of, and more importantly, other people can appreciate it. Whether it's, like, a stick, like, I think it's called a medium, yeah? Like, is that, a, is that an art term? Yeah. Okay. But it depends on what you're talking about. Well, like, like anybody that uses video games or film... Mm-hmm. As, like, a, a medium? Yeah? I mean, you could. Okay. In a sense. Well, like, they're using that. Medium is more or less just to, to describe a word for what you're using to make art. Oh, okay. Like, pastels, paints, uh, clay, you know. Oh, gotcha. Sound. Okay. Um, so, video. So, music. Yeah. All right. But I, I, I did view it very two-dimensionally, and now that I understand that it's, you know, it is stuff that people put a lot of time into. You know, that they have, they're trying to tell this message through this movie or through this video game or through this album or whatever. It's like, okay, now I can, you know, have a better understanding and a better appreciation for it. Yeah, I uh, I don't think there's anything in this world that isn't in some form, way, or shape art. Uh, and I don't mean like the, oh, somebody painted that. Oh, somebody designed that. Like, yes, that's true. But, I mean, even in nature... You know, Mother Nature is her own artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, it, shit, <laughs> ain't nobody got anything on her. I mean, Bob Ross tried, and he did a pretty damn good job. But she's got more colors in her palette than he ever will. Did you know he was a drill sergeant? Yes, actually, I know his whole life story because I spent two hours on the internet one day reading and watching YouTube videos on just, his life, I could, and I was I, just like, yes. I couldn't imagine that guy being a drill sergeant. I really couldn't. It'd be funny. It like, was a happy accident in his life. It was a happy accident. <laughs> like, I could, like, I could never imagine Bob Ross with, like, that big dumbass fro of his screaming that was, at people. That was actually a mistake. That was a happy accident. Yes. I, I did remember reading something about that. Yeah. It's I know just, Croy. It's just either he got tired of the short hair or something happened and perms were really big then. Mm-hmm. So he did it and that's how he got the fro. Mm-hmm. Something about he didn't want to cut his hair, if I remember correctly. And then he got a perm, and that's where he got, like, the fro from. And he was like, I'm fucking keeping it. Because he didn't have to do anything to it. Right. I, I think 
I think Croy has a life-size cardboard cutout of Bob Ross in his bedroom. How much does he want to sell it for? He doesn't. He fought tooth. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He yeah, fought he does. tooth and nail to get that thing. He's got... Croy, give it to me. He's got Funko Pops of Bob Ross. Give it to me. No. He's, he's not going to do it. I would put him in my bedroom. The so fuck he could watch will. me sleep. No, you will not. Put... I want Bob Ross to watch me sleep. No, because... Asshole, I sleep in that bedroom too sometimes. I want him to watch us sleep. No, because I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night, freak the fuck out, and I'm going to end up breaking it, and I'm not doing it. And I'll just tape it back together. No, you're not taping up a cardboard cutout of Bob Ross. Um, I just want you to know that my birthday is the day after yours if you want to get rid of that Bob Ross cutout. He's not getting rid of the Bob Ross cutout. Bob Ross cutout. I don't know what Say the fuck. Say that five times best. Bob Ross cutout. Bob Ross cutout. Yeah, no, fuck all that. <laughs> it's too many words. I, I bailed. Screw that shit. Ugh. I love. Yeah, I don't see like you would ask, like I hello, like you would asked what I thought art was. Mm-hmm. I think everything is art, um, in some sense because either it had to be designed, it had to you know you had to put a design on it, mm-hmm. it had to be made for a function. I made aesthetically pleasing, or it's just purely art. Like I'm not gonna buy something that's bland and boring because that's well, that's not who I am. Don't look at me like that. I'm not bland and boring. I'm not. I'm looking at the thing, at the computer. Bland and boring. It spiked so fucking hard. When I'll you probably did that. edit that one out. <laughs> Don't leave it in there. But no, um, yeah. In my mind, everything has at least one reach out point to art whether it's because of its color scheme um the design on it the design of its function um pleasing on the eyes whatever like there's something aesthetically pleasing about everything okay so as an like i would consider as an ex-artist no (laughs) as an actual artist I would consider you an actual artist because you've put time and effort into doing a lot of, like, painting and sculpting and, and shit like that. And, you know, you obviously have the the accolades for it. So what what do you feel, like, where do you feel is the cutoff for people that claim to be an artist? Like, do you have any kind of, like, reservations for those kind of people? Because I've dated an artist, and I'm using that term as loosely as fucking possible. Okay. So... Like you was an like, I, I guess the the better question is where do you where do you think that line is between somebody who's an actual artist and somebody who's just using the term as like a crutch because they don't understand who they are as a person. Like where do you believe that line is, or where do you think it starts or stops? The difference between somebody who claims to be an artist with mm. air quotes versus somebody who is an artist with air quotes. The only difference between that is time and practice. Okay. Because if somebody has a vision or if somebody has a skill that's un- underdeveloped, but they have that that piece in their mind and they understand how it works, you know, they, they see it exactly as they want it or maybe it's like slowly ever changing so that it actually works with the principles of art and like maybe it defines um, some idea in their head or something but they can't quite get it out no matter what medium or or project type they use it's just time practice and patience i i am not good with oil paint okay okay i fucking suck when it comes to oil paint and turpentine and all that fucking shit 
I hated it. I've done one oil painting my entire life and I'll never do another one again because that shit takes like 10 years to dry. I'm not even kidding. Like it takes forever to dry and it's just, I don't like it. Okay. I don't like the consistency. I don't like uh, anything about it. It's gross. It's stinky. It's no. You're literally working with like waxy petroleum and stinky water. It's the best way I could put it. I fucking hate it. Okay. But some people are really fucking good with that. Like, they do, like, these 3D paintings where, like, the, the shit actually comes up off the canvas and the waves look real. Mm. And, like, the color distribution and these stri- strokes are... Mm. I can appreciate it. Now, that person might not be good with markers. I have an ephemeral love for markers. No matter how many markers I have, it's never going to be enough and I need more. And I love my Prismacolor Dual End expensive-ass markers that I haven't touched in a long time, but I... That's my niche. That's Mm. my thing. Now, that person who just did that really pretty painting in oils and loved it, they probably couldn't use a marker to save their life. That doesn't make them any less of an artist than I am. Mm. But we've both found our our thing that gets that vision out of our head. Now, I think I know who you're talking about when you say uh, loosely framed artist. That might not be their niche. What they were doing... Mm. Or maybe they haven't put enough practice in it to make it their thing. Maybe they strongly enjoy it and they're just not, like, their hands are not comfortable with their medium. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, they haven't quite found that sweet spot where it works, Mm -hmm. where the magic clicks and it just happens. I used to be really good with with a camera. Like, really good with a camera. My dad and I would go out and we'd shoot in Cleveland. Sounds really bad. We would shoot pictures in Cleveland. Um... And we would just go around to parks and stuff. And, we, and I had a 35 millimeter black and white film camera. Okay. Like the physical film camera. Right, right. He had a digital. And we would take very similar pictures, but they would always be a little different because we had different views in our heads. Mm. So he would get like the really cool like optical illusion type pictures with the leaves and the bricks and the da 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 Or like going up the, the, the staircase that kind of wiggled a little bit. You know, and then I would be the one getting like landscape shots and like focus shots on Mm. bark. And then like everything around it was, you know, fuzzy. It's because we were doing the same thing with the same medium, but they're getting two different results. Okay. And granted, we were using two different versions of a camera, but still it was different results, different ideas. It's all about time and practice. Mm. And if you're putting your heart and soul into it, you're going to get there. I firmly believe that anybody could be an artist if they truly wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everybody is. Some people don't have an appreciation for art like you do. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have an appreciation for art like I do. Like my brother does. Like Croy does because of Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people that are strictly logic brain. Mm-hmm. And they're like, math and, and, and logic and, and art doesn't matter to me. And that's okay. Right. Because maybe their art... Is, is how numbers, numbers function and, together. Right, okay. Maybe it is how that mathematical equation that looks like gibberish to me, maybe that turning into an answer is their form of art. It's the melody in their head. Mm. That's what makes them tick. That's what makes it's them It's their time happy. and practice and patience. Yes. Okay. Or for you, with your love for music and all of its different kinds and your love for video games and, and the different types of art, like... Ghost of Tsushima versus Borderlands versus uh, Halo Mm. versus whatever. Right. All those different styles 
of animation. Nice name drops, by the way. You're welcome. Well, I know that the Borderlands and uh, Ghost of Tsushima have two very different um, styles of animation. Yes. And I don't personally like Borderlands animation. I hate it. Hmm. I hate the comic book looking. The cell shading. <sighs> it makes my teeth hurt. It's the best way I can put it. Now, see, when it comes to the cell shading, there's what, like, I used to be the same way. I hated, like, I really, I, I can't say that I hate because then I don't want to be one of those gatekeeping douchebags that says, I hate this kind of game. I don't. I don't like Borderlands, not because of the art. I don't like Borderlands because of the way the game is set up itself. But that's a whole nother beast. <laughs> Um, That's next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the difference the, there is one game that I played that was cell shaded, and it was it was damn near perfect. It was really really good. There's a couple of cell shaded games that I played that played that were really good. One of them is Ultimate Spider Man. Okay. And it was on the GameCube. Came out I think in 2005 2006, and it goes off of the Ultimate Universe storyline of Spider Man. I think that's the year my parents divorced. Anyway. Oh, that's nice. And. Um, <laughs> In it, you get to play as both Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and as Eddie Brock, Venom. Okay. And playing as both of those two different characters, because you can switch them on the fly, when you play as Venom, it's really aesthetically pleasing. Like, I think if you like if you'd seen gameplay of, like, Eddie Brock's Venom in Ultimate Spider-Man, you, your opinion might change a little bit on the cell shading, because Venom is, like, he's portrayed mostly as, like, this black and white kind of like anti-villain mm-hmm. where like he could be good but he's kind of like Deadpool without like the the funny quips. Yeah. He's like Venom is a, is an interesting character because he can he's conflicted both with his human side of Eddie Brock or whoever is, you know, the host of the the Venom symbiote as at that time and then the Venom symbiote itself where it wants chaos and destruction and all that other stuff but then it has the the, the, the conflicting with Eddie Brock that makes it, no, we have to be good. We have to be like Spider-Man and try to save people. And then Venom's like, no, fuck you. We want to do what we want. We are in control, not you. But in Ultimate Spider-Man, you play as the purple version of Venom. And he's really big and he's got a lot of like dark outline and shit. And then a lot of the like smaller cell shades mm. for his definition of his body. And then the city of New York is turned, like, it's at night. So you see a lot of, like, the lit-up windows, the the brick buildings of, like, Queens and New York, um, the, the, the cars, the fire hydrants, everything else. And then when you switch over to play as Peter Parker Spider-Man, it's very bright, very vibrant. It's during the day. The lines pop out. Oops, sorry. The lines pop out at you a little bit more. So it's... It's given a better appreciation for the cell shade as something like Borderlands, where it's just kind of there to be like niche and different. And uh, there's another one that does it really well: uh, the Dragon Ball Z fighting games, like Budokai and and Kakarot and. Um, it's not like you said Bukaki. No, I did not. Um, but <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Fighter 22 and shit like that. There's a bunch of different Dragon Ball fighting games that mm-hmm. all deal with the cell shading thing. Even the new one, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, that one deals with cell shading, but in like a 3D form. So the characters look two-dimensional, but then when you're looking at the game itself as a whole, it's like very 3D-esque. 
Okay. So it looks like there's more depth to the levels than there are, and the characters look like they have more depth, even though they're only moving side-scroll, like, from side to side. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Mortal Kombat was, where it started from 2D, attempted to go to 3D, and then did the same leap with the 2D slash 3D art style. So there's yeah. the depth of the levels. You can see shit in the background, but then you also have Scorpion and Sub-Zero kicking the shit out of each other in front of you. And then those two can play off of each other and they look really good. But, I don't know. I I have my own personal, like, thing with yeah. artists. Like, it, artists... Somebody's got a reservation. I do, and I do. And, and I think that my reservations are justified because, again, like you said, it takes time and patience and, and want and soul and passion to put into your projects. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff that you've painted or the stuff... Like, even the little things that you've made me out of clay and shit like that. That took time and effort and you had to think about what you were making before you did it. Whereas, now anybody is clean... Like, if you look on Instagram bios or Facebook bios, they're like, oh, I'm a photographer. And then you look at a couple of photos and it's like, you stood in one fucking spot and took a picture. And you didn't really do anything to make it pop or, like, stand out, you know? But then if you go and look at 15 different other pictures, there's no way to distinguish this one from this one. So if you took one of her pictures and then put 15 other ones next to it and then go, okay, tell me which one is yours. And she's just looking at it going, I I don't know. To me, the title of artist has to be earned. Okay. The title of photographer has to be earned. The title of sculptor, the title of anything. It's, I don't want to necessarily say that it has to be a title, but if you're working for it and you're working towards it, it's a title. There's a difference between a hobby and a passion. Exactly. If you're doing it just to be like the trendy shithead with a couple of other like pictures of food or, you know, a couple of pictures of the Chapin Forest and go, oh, I'm a photographer. Well, fuck, I can do that. You know, and now that they're coming out with attachments for your phones that you could turn these into Nikon three, you know, three fifty seven, you know, fucking fifty caliber rifles for Christ's sakes. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, now I could take quality photos off my phone. It's just go and buy a fucking camera. I I was a, uh, I guess kind of like a photo major at one point in college. Because I had the, you know, the classes, I had, mm. like the digital photography and then like the film photography and I was taking a lot of pictures. I actually made a point when I got a new phone to get the Nokia 1020A or whatever the fuck it was, the big yellow one mm-hmm. with the 50 megapixel camera on the back of it, the one that bulged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made sure to get that one because that took crystal clear pictures every time. But my... uh iPhone camera that mm. I have now, a couple years later, is about the same. I want to say like the the because it did it was so big and bulky. Mm. It was like it didn't really work that well, but it was cool for the time, you right. know. Plus, I was like, I could just take pictures on my phone, right? Like, but well, and that's the thing. It's like I I, I feel that people who are going for the easy route when it comes to photography or even art, you know, they're any Tom, Dick or Harry. I don't want to say any Tom, Dick or Harry, because that's going to sound, you know, really standoffish and kind of selfish, but anybody, Harry Harry Dicks, (laughs) 
Um, anybody could download fucking Adobe on, you know, the laptop that you have. Yeah. And then go, oh, I can, you know, I can start drawing or I can do this, that, and the other thing. It's like, well, you've done it, though. It's like when I had that Photoshop class in high school. It was uh, my friend Zach and I. We sat next to each other. And then I think Anthony Smith was in that class. He's a cool dude. I, ho- I hope he's listening because he's pretty fucking awesome. But um, it was Zach Cardi, Anthony Smith, and I. We, like, taught the teacher how to teach this class. Because <laughs> we had dicked around with Photoshop before, mm-hmm. and then we had a whole class dedicated to how to make an apple into a square. Right. And, like, these dumb little projects, how to restore photos and shit. And I'm like, come on. This is too easy. This is shit you learn in the tutorial of the fucking program. Yeah. But then it was, like, there was one picture I made out of like you had to take a bunch of these little like stock pictures and put them together and make a piece of art out of it and you had to like play with the filters and the the like you had to fuck with lines and blend you had to do a whole like list of things to this picture right and it had like this kid's face like a baby's face and i like took the mouth he was smiling i took the mouth and like drew over it so it looked like a zigzag line mm mm-hmm. But I, like, morphed the mouth line to look like that. So it was really fucked up. And then I gave him demonic eyes. The whole thing was overcast and green. He had hands coming out of his nose holes that were holding hands. So it was like a septum piercing, but, like, the hands were holding. Okay. And he had a... Uh... Oh, fuck. What is it called? Handicap sign on his forehead. And, like, there was, like, a bunch of weird fucking shit in this picture. Like, it was fucked up. I posted it to Facebook and it got taken down because somebody found it offensive. <laughs> I mean, I could see why. But yeah, like we did a lot of shit like that and it was like, dude, anybody can sit in their computer for 15 minutes and call themselves an artist at that point. That's what I'm saying. Like, but at the same time, it's like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Like some people are really fucking good with that program. I'm not. Right. I'm okay at it. But some people are fucking good at it. That's, that's its own art form. I mean, I, I won't disagree, but I will disagree on the fact that they would call themselves an artist in the in the realm of them being able to critique other forms of art. So, like, I like criticism, I believe, is, is everybody needs criticism. Okay. Whether you're a film major, whether you're an art major, whether you're, you know, you're a video game, you know, programmer, developer, whatever. Hi, Rune. Hi, Rune. Everybody needs a level of criticism because you can't learn and better if you're not finding out. Oh, <coughs> bless you. Fuck off. Thank you. I was just being polite. No, I was telling the sneeze to fuck off. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, with, with, with criticism, everybody needs a level of criticism because you can't learn from your mistakes if you're not being criticized for it. So, like, I couldn't, like, if, if I was a musician... And I thought I was really good, or if I thought I was, if I was a singer, and I thought I was really good. If nobody told me, "Hey, you should, you know, find a better octave, or you should try going a little bit deeper in your voice, or you mm. should try playing in drop D tuning, or you know, this kind of tuning, or da 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 da," or you should try playing on the bass instead of the drums. Maybe that genre of music isn't for your voice. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Yeah. So if you're if you're getting constructive criticism, but then you have those people that cannot take any criticism that they think that their, whatever their art is, whatever they've created mm-hmm. is the end all be all of art. Like they're, 
they'll like the next thing that they make will either be better than this or not. And there's no way to like, and everybody goes, you know, you're your own worst critic. But I firmly believe that if you get no criticism, period, then you can't be your own worst critic because you don't know how to criticize. You're looking at it as either good or bad. Nothing Black in, and white. Right. There's mm-hmm. nothing in between. So like, like you, if you've painted something and you thought, hey, you know, this looks really good. I, I think this is probably the best work I've ever done. And I go, well, you know, you could change, maybe change a little bit of color on this the next time you do one or yeah. whatever. But it still looks good. It's not only giving you um, positive feedback because it does look good, but it's also giving you a little bit of constructive criticism going, hey, this is just what I think. Take it as you will. Yeah. And then maybe you can look at it and go, okay, maybe he's a little right. I'll, you know, fuck around with colors and do this, that, and the other thing, and then try it again next time. But then those people, and I, like I said, I've dated people like that that have been like, well, you know, why don't you try drawing like this? Or why don't you try get doing this, you know, style of color or this kind of cell shading? And they just go, ah, what would you know? You're not an artist. It's like, well, no. Bitch. Right. No, I'm not. But I'm somebody who would. I'm uh, somebody who can appreciate what you've done and give you criticism as to make it better. Right. If I could go into an art museum, like, if I was going to be that douchebag that goes into an art museum and looks at, like, a Van Gogh painting and go, fuck, I could do that. I'm not being a critic. I'm being an asshole. Yeah. But then if I go in and look at, like, an Andy Warhol, you know, uh, photograph or look at, like, a Van Gogh painting and go, okay, I can understand what he was trying to do. I could possibly recreate something like this but put my own little twist on it. I believe that's constructive criticism, even though the guy's dead, but it's still constructive criticism in the realm of, I understand what he was trying to do with it. I'm going to attempt my spin on it. But then like again, those people that just go, I'm an artist. This is what I do. There is no if, hands or buts. Yeah. To me, they're not artists. They're, I mean, lack of a better term, they're hacks. Here's a question for you. Okay. Now, I know you're not a very, like, hands-on artsy person. Like, okay. you paint your your Warhammer shit and, and your minis for D&D, and I know that you, you you know, you play video games, you appreciate art, and you, you have a deep love for movies, and... Yes. Now, would you ever want to go to, say, the art museum again and try and draw the paintings? Was that some, Is that something that maybe you'd want to attempt no. No? No. Because I'm perfectly happy with the appreciation level that I have. Okay. And I also understand that where my skill ends is where my appreciation is. Meaning, like, I know that I don't have, like, I don't want to say that I don't have the skill to, to replicate. Not even replicate, but, like, to do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have... Well, I guess I am saying it then, because I don't, I don't have the like. You could give me a a, a blank canvas, and they go, okay, paint something, and I'm just gonna be staring at it for like two days and go, I I got nothing. I have to be given something tangible, and mm-hmm. then I can make anything out of it. Okay. So like Warhammer, Warhammer is a perfect example. The Plague Burst Crawler. I have a thousand and a half different ideas of what I want to do with that paint wise. Like when I buy Mortarian, I have a thousand and a half different ideas of how I want to do that paint-wise. Or more Plague Marines, or when I get you your Tyranids, or whatever. Those are 
those are a little bit different okay. because they're created already. Now I have to do my job to make them my own. Mm-hmm. So, so like there could be a thousand different people out there with the same detachment of plague Marines, but you'll be able to tell which ones are Phil's, which ones are John's, which ones are Kevin's because Phil's all have the scythe painted different with more artistic detail <laughs> or Phil's the one that has the five or six different plague burst crawlers that are all painted different or have the wear and tear on the armor or have the wear and tear on the cannons, like the plague split, uh, the plague spitter or the, uh, the, uh, whatever one of the other cannons is called, like uh, the entropy cannon or the mortar launcher or whatever, Okay, you know? So I don't, uh, I feel that my appreciation level and my want to do podcasting makes me an artist I guess. Okay. But I would never describe myself as that. Like, I would never outwardly describe myself as a podcaster, even though I've been on a couple of different podcasts. I've hosted my own podcast. I, you know, I'm a co-host with you on this one. But I would never outward say I'm a podcaster. I'm just a dickhead in Ohio that likes to do podcast episodes every now and then. Yeah. Okay. So that's one of my favorite things that I haven't done in a long time is to take a sketchbook and go up to the art museum in Cleveland and just sit. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing yeah, I used to, we used to do it in high school. Mm-hmm. Like we would get field trips up to the art museum or just around Cleveland and we'd be assigned to draw something mm-hmm. like the free stamp. We all got a picture in front of that. We didn't draw it, but you know, we you have to draw something. And uh, it's something I've wanted to carry into, like, my adult life. Mm. But I just never find the time or the drive to do it. And now with the uh, the Rona, I don't even know if the museum's open. Right. But they actually have, like, the director's chairs mm. without the back. So it's, like, just, like, the little hammock seat. Mm. They ha- They usually have those, like, a cart of those out right by the front entrance. So you just grab one, and then you can sit in front of something and recreate it on a piece of sketchbook paper. Mm. And I think that's just something I want to do. Remember when we went and they had the bean bag there and we sat in the bean bags for a while? Yeah. That's one of my favorite memories. But anyway, I want to sit there in like the same kind of spot mm-hmm. and people draw. Like do quick sketches of people walking by. Because that's one thing that really alleviates my anxiety. It's just sketching. Mm-hmm. But not like intentional sketching. It's it's for me. I kind of get out of myself, and my hand just does its own thing, and then it comes up with a, like a, you're quickly drawing a, yeah. a, a person without a face and hair and shit like that. Ever tell you about the piece I did in college when I had a panic attack? You probably did, and okay. I probably don't remember because I'm a shitty person. So one of our final projects for this life drawing class I had was we had to sit kind of in like a group setting, like we were all in a circle mm. in a way. But we were like sporadically in a circle. So mm. like we were facing everybody else, but it wasn't like a perfect circle in the middle of a room. Right. We were all guy just... Guy over there, guy over there. Yeah, we were all just like comfortably facing each other, I guess. Um, and I had been out of class for two of the three days that this project was going on. And I come back on the third day and she says, I understand why you were gone. I'm not going to put any points against you, but I need you to do the best you can do in 45 minutes. Take three days worth of time, put it in... 45 minutes worth of drawing. Mm. I was done in 20. I used a piece of charcoal 
on this huge board of well, it was a, it was a big pad of basically sketch paper, mm. like newsprint sketch paper. It was real thin, and I took this piece of charcoal and I just let let my hand go, mm. for lack of a better term. I just let it go, and I was so like in my head and so anxious. I was like vibrating, but I did this drawing, and I was like, wow, it's only been twenty minutes. But I put so much of my like focus and my my feeling into this drawing. Mm. That's another thing that separates artists from artists, um, this feeling. But I put so much of my anxiety into these lines that everybody could tell who they were in the picture. Because hmm. you had to draw, like, the, the, the area around you. You had to draw the people. You had, to, like, life drawing. Right. You had, like, you had to give detail. So I drew people without faces because, I, one, I suck at faces, and, two, it was too much for my anxiety at the time. Hmm. So I did jaw lines, hair bodies very minimal um detail but there was enough detail there to to know like shading and there was a little bit of this but it was very 2d but it was very 3d Mm. if it makes any sense and i wish i still had the picture but it was supposed to be like perfect level you know real good shading real good detail and and you had you could pick whether you wanted to use a pencil a marker charcoal or whatever um and you were supposed to take three days, 45 minutes a piece to do this drawing. And I put so much feeling into it. My picture was actually crooked on the page. Mm. So it looked like it went corner to corner rather than side to side. And the next day, we all had to put them up on easels and go around and like look at each other's work. Mm. And you were supposed to try and figure out whose was who. And I don't know how that was supposed to work. But you were supposed to pretty much figure out who drew what. Mm. And like realize like, oh, that's their perspective. Da da da. I like what you did here. Everybody who looked at mine said it was the best in the room. And I'm not saying that to shoot my own horn, but because everybody was like, wow, I, could, I know exactly who that is. And there's no face. And everybody knew I wasn't there for two days. So right. they were like, what the fuck? How did you do that? But that's that innate skill that everybody has when it, be, when it comes to being an artist. I haven't drawn anything that nice since. <laughs> that, was, that was your, uh, that, oh, what the fuck? Well, it was almost called? like a primal instinct to just let it happen. And it, like, I didn't think about it. I didn't try. I just let it happen. And that's one of the best pieces I've ever made. Right. And I, I really wish I still had it. Because I could still tell you who all those people were. Mm. And I haven't seen them in... Years. Years. I, I haven't even thought about these people in years. I remember there was um, there was one guy I was in a couple art classes with. His name was Kevin. His last name started with a B. His sister was in, in the classes, too. He was a real funny guy, and he liked to play Pokemon Go right when I came out. Hell yeah. That's all I remember. He was a funny guy. He liked Pokemon. Funny. We were... Funny. He was on my Instagram for a long time, and then that's it. That's all I had from from college. There was this kid named Zach. He had gone to Bald- Baldwin Wallace and then come back to LC, and... His, his goal was to keep taking classes, so all of his loans went into deferment. That's what he's going to do for the rest of his life. Hmm. And he was, he was an interesting fellow. He didn't have many friends kind of person. Like, but when he started talking, man, he told you what he was thinking. Hmm. I think that's why he didn't have any friends. He was kind of cool, too. And Alex Adams. We went to high school together. Then we went to art classes together in college. He called me sir. His hair was longer than mine. Huh. His hair was like collarbone length. He's a real fucking hippie, pirate-looking dude. Right. With the bandana and everything. He was a cool dude. I think he's got a kid now. Most pirates do. Most pirates do. 
He was cool. He actually hit me up on Facebook um, probably two years ago now. Mm. And I had given him uh, a CD that was from Perks of Being a Wallflower. It was Charlie's mixtape. Yeah. He said he found it in his car. And he thought of me. Aww. And so he hit me up. He was like, hey, I was just thinking about you. I found the CD you made me in, in college. And I was like, oh, I haven't talked to him since. I hope he's doing well. I know he went through a rough patch there for a bit. But uh, yeah, I, I, I missed the i miss the culture mm-hmm. of like being really into the art scene because that's its own kind of vibe i know a lot of people are like oh the art kids the liberals the da 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 i know a lot of conservative people who are artists mm. very conservative people my father he's he's actually really really fucking good when it comes to like bat wings and bones and shading yeah um graphite pencils you know how yeah. they have like the different numbers and, and a, b's and h's on them yeah yeah you give him a set of those and, and a sketchbook, he's gone. And you know what my dad's like. Yeah. Super conservative asshole kind. Love you. Um, but he's just as good as I am, and I'm on the other end of the spectrum. So it's 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 that whole... I think the only thing that really bothers me about the art culture is the stigma placed on political views. Yeah. Like, I'm not uh, I'm not that far or like the people right, that, left, whatever the fuck. Right. Or the people that try to use art specifically for political statements yeah like i get it it's it's its own art it is right it's it's its own it's its own beast yeah but the difference is i think because this people that try to use art now as like some kind of political monster or some kind of like political thing they view it as something brand new that they've never that nobody's ever seen before so people now in this day and age are that's that's kind of why i like and this is gonna sound really weird i think of history as art mm-hmm. because it like obviously everything that has happened is gonna happen again those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it which i think you could take that into the same context for art those who don't learn from art are doomed to repeat it and then not have an appreciation for the original, the mm. OG. So people now that are using art as this like political platform to make a message about, you know, like Black Lives Matter or anything like that, they're trying to do it in the realm of them thinking this is like groundbreaking shit and it's not. This is stuff that had happened in the sixties, in the seventies, you know, with the the civil rights movement and with a lot of, you know, the summer of love and, and the late seventies going into the eighties and shit like that, San Francisco, you know, with, with the summer of love and, and, you know, the, the people like Timothy Leary and shit like that, that used LSD that were super into art. And I gotta say, I did love that two part episode though. Wasn't it great? It was awesome because I heard that those two episodes and then I had gotten on something. I think it was like Google. And one mm. of those little news cards came up. And it was talking about him. Yep. And the, the shit they did at Harvard. Yep. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. That's why nobody wants to talk about that shit. Because it's like Harvard is viewed as the pinnacle of American exceptionalism. But they don't want to oh, acknowledge. Exactly. But they don't want to acknowledge the fact that there was some dude who just did a shit ton of drugs. They gave him a shit ton of money to do a shit ton of drugs with a shit ton of students, and they got nothing out of it. Right. And then he ended up having to like jump <laughs> then he countries. Had, like, a cult. <laughs> yeah, he was jumping countries for like I think ten or fifteen years or something like that. 
and then he dies. It's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? And then everybody views him as like the godfather of LSD and the godfather of this, that, and the other thing, which is fine. But drugs help with art, though. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because I'm an ex junkie. Hmm. I I'm, think about um, I think about like the Beatles and Jimi Hendrix and all the music that came out of the '60s mm-hmm. and the '70s. Hell, even the '50s. Some of that, you know. When they were doing... In the 80s. Lucy in the sky. Yeah. You know, that LSD, hello. Yeah. They they, they still, to this day, Paul McCartney claims that that's not what this stands for, but we all fucking know that the movie The Yellow Submarine was not done while sober. You couldn't... The, <laughs> so there... But do, do you, you, you see the difference between music that was made on drugs like that, the happy summer of love, all you need is peace kind of shit... Mm-hmm. Versus, like, the War Machine music you listen to. <laughs> I mean, it's... But you're not wrong. Because a lot of that is fueled by the exact same thing. It's just... It's spoken with a different message. Mm-hmm. So when you have people during, like, the Summer of Love... So take... Well, I'm trying to think... Alright, take a band like Jefferson Airplane, okay? Probably one of the most hippiest fucking bands I've ever listened to. With songs like, you know, The White Rabbit and... um Ah, oh, God, what was... I'm trying to think of the one from the fucking cable guy. Uh, somebody to love. Okay, or even Janis Joplin. Go with Janis Joplin as well. She is my spirit animal. But, like, all of that music was to, was talking about, like, a piece of, of you finding yourself and, and loving mm-hmm. yourself for who you are. And then when you go... That was in San Francisco. And then you get on a plane and fly 13 hours over, you know, over the country to a place like New York... Or New Jersey. I think it's like five hours. Or whatever. Uh, but yeah, if you fly like cross country, go to New York, go to New Jersey. Oh, to well, if Virginia. you're flying over the country, you just have to add in that tidbit in the middle where Jason Aldean was singing about the flyover states. Mm. I feel like that was a funny joke and it kind of didn't land. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I'll have to play you the song. Fair enough. Just like I have to play you the Elements of Art song. God. But, but like, what I mean is, you take somebody like Janis Joplin, Jefferson Airplane, and the Beatles, and shit like that. Stop it. Stop it. These are the elements of it. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. And then you fly across country, you go to a place like New York, New Jersey, Richmond, Virginia. You had bands like Anthrax up in New York, you know, screaming about, we're not changing our name, we're not doing that, we're not conforming. And they were on drugs. And then you go down, you know, you go down the, the 95 turnpike into New Jersey where Overkill is screaming about, you know, the, the rich people are going to be the ones rotting in the gutter. We're rotten to the core and we're okay with that because we know we're shit, but we're the shit that keeps everything running. And then you go down a little more and go into Richmond, Virginia, bands like Municipal Waste screaming, we're sick and tired of being you know, shit on by people thinking they're better than us and thinking they can tell us what to do. And then you go over into the Jackson Ward in Richmond, Virginia, and you have the genius that is Dave Brocky. God, I miss you, man. Saying art is art. And the, the, uh, the, uh, the one tattoo I want to get that is... The, I swear, every other episode you say you want a tattoo. But Tattooed the, on your corpse. But And it will be. <laughs> but the, the one... The one thing that Dave always spoke about and always preached no matter what, and he wasn't one of those dickheads that just kind of came up with it and thought, fuck, it's a marketing tool. He lived it. Don't dream about or don't talk about it. Do it. 
that was written above the um where the fuck was it he had taken a piece of cardboard when they lived in the richmond dairy which was a ran down milk processing factory in richmond virginia Mm-hmm. And they were using that as a squatting place when they were going to Virginia Commonwealth University. Him and Brad Michaels and Mike Dirks and all the guys in Guar and Hunter Jackson when they created, you know, Scum Dogs of the Universe, their second album and their best album to date. Um, he wrote, don't dream about it, do it. Because there were other artists there doing music or sculpting or painting or making movies or shit like that. So it's it's definitely a cultural thing. So you have everybody in the West Coast going, oh, peace and love. And then you have everybody in the East Coast going, fuck that. Burn down the establishment. Destroy Mm -hmm. everything that they love. Just fucking kick people in the face and leave nothing standing. And then you got everybody in the middle going, I see it from both sides. Oh, need some ranch. Exactly. (laughs) I need some ranch for my cocaine. Exactly. But then you had, and then it, that's what's funny. It's like the people on the West Coast were doing cocaine and LSD and going, no, you have to be peaceful and loving. And then you people on the the East Coast going, you know, doing cocaine going, no, ah, fuck it. God, ah! Burn it all to the ground. And, <laughs> you know, God, and then just running around burning shit. It's like that is that is art. And I can appreciate both corners of that. Even though I've never done drugs, I can appreciate both sides of that argument going no peace and war and yeah my stuff is war machine-esque type shit and i'm perfectly okay with that because it's, okay. it's got a badass beat and i like both sides of the spectrum and so... it makes me want to punch people i mean i do that every day want to punch people yeah Fair. like why not how else am i supposed to get my point across i'm terrified fuck off <laughs> if you i get one more coming. pun on my name puns are not art okay? puns are art you don't know a oh, bullshit they no are they're art. not they're play on words poetry is art what are constructive puns? criticism can be art puns are not art puns are just puns are fun they're puns of fun that's what i just said <laughs> but i'm taking credit i'm calling the police it's a great band. God damn it. That, oh, what was that song? Um, Roxanne. You said it to me in like February, but it was the police. And I the name is on the tip of my tongue. I know what it is. <sighs> Come on. But, mm, are you going to sing? Come on. Don't slap your leg. You got to do it. You know it. I do. And it's not. Anyway. Every time I hear that song, I think of you sending me that song going, this is what I think of you. There's a hole in my pocket. This is art. I got a pocket wiener. It's called Every Little Thing She Does. Yes, that song. Thank you. I was like, bit, bit, bit. Every little thing she does is magic. Would you quit that? Okay, so I was wearing this shirt last night. Shocker. And I'd taken my work shirt off. Okay. Because I was hot. And I put my badge and my pen in my pocket because okay. this is the side that on my work shirt, my pen and my badge go in. And I hear tink on the floor. My metal pen hit the ground because there's this fucking hole. And I was working next to Evan. Hi, Evan. I know you're going to listen to this. Working next to Evan. Hi, listening. Evan. 
Hi, Evan. That's fucking You're weird. my biggest fan. Get out of here. Hi, so Evan. So anyway, my pen falls, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at him, and I go, hey, look, there's a hole in my pocket. And he's like, it's a pocket wiener. Hi, Evan. <laughs> Poor Evan. He's going to hear that, and he's going to go, what the fuck, man? That's okay. I, I do I kind of want I kind of want to say it, but I, I don't want to weird him out too much, even though I've never met him. Do it. Evan. Evan the sea cucumber. No, it was Kevin the sea cucumber. Evan, right? Kevin. The only thing that's missing is a cu. Oh. I'm sorry you had to listen to that. Hi, Evan. <laughs> See, I, I've tried to make it a point to not use names when I'm recording. Okay. And I, I made that note to them because there's been times where I've I've mentioned the guys at work. Okay. But I will I will say Evan's my favorite work so now when the other guys listen to this episode they're gonna come up to you and go what the fuck i thought i was your favorite i mean yeah but you gotta try harder to be my favorite you gotta try oh my god you gotta try hard jesus christ ray is the the close second though delante got knocked to third because he hasn't talked to me in like a week (laughs) that and he went on vacation to fucking vegas like damn at least when Evan went to Vegas, he brought me back a fucking key tank, keychain tag thing. Want to try that again? Key tang? Key tang. I love key tang. Did you see it? It's the poker chip. It's on my keys. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it only took him six months after coming back from Vegas to bring it to us because he got one for everybody. But I've done that. <laughs> All right. So I didn't tell you this. I was going through my closet when we were doing the minimalist challenge, right? Okay. I was throwing out a bunch of shit. In the back of my closet, wrapped in Christmas paper from 2018, I had a box. No name, no tag, no nothing. Nothing was on it. Okay. And I couldn't for the life of me fucking remember what it was for. And I opened it. And here, I at some point, I don't remember when the fuck I did it, but at some point I had bought a giant statue of um, Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. And it came with a chicken head. Because there's a there's a mask you could wear in the game that apparently makes you harder to detect. And it's literally a chicken. Oh my god. Like, Big Boss's head with the glasses and the cigar and like yeah. the, the beard and goatee and shit is coming through the mask. But you're wearing a chicken head. And I think, like, when you dive, you, you go... Oh. And it's funnier than shit. And it makes you, like, damn near invisible to enemies. <laughs> so I had seen the the statue and i'm like where the fuck did i get this and i sat there garbage all over my room shit that i was throwing out bags fucking everywhere and i'm looking at this thing going where the fuck did i get this from i didn't wrap it because that is way too nice of wrapping what the fuck where did i get this thing from and it like bothered me for like a month and i i gave it to one of my friends i'm like he's like well i just looked it up on on amazon it's like 500 bucks i'm like i know i didn't spend that much money on it he goes what do you want for it i'm like fuck take it i don't care i I got no room for this shit yeah it's funny of the story is go in your closets something is gonna come out no it's funny that you you know brought up this chicken thing right after we were talking about evan because hi evan because i make chicken noises at work I'll just be down, like, on the other end, and I'll be like, Kuck! and he'll just put his head up and go, 
Today's episode is brought to you by Norman Noble. Norman Noble. We don't know what we're doing. Oh, fuck. You're right. Jesus. Better hope that uh, not, nobody from your company listens to this. Sorry, Chris and Scott. We're not sponsored by Norman Noble in any way, shape, or form. I mean, my paycheck is. I mean, not mine. Mm. You're right. Okay. Uh, I, I think we're we're just about done here. Hey, Phil. Yes, Tara. What's something you're super grateful for this week? Something I'm grateful to do? Grateful for this week. Plague Burst Crawler. Seriously? The fucking Warhammer thing you bought? Fuck yeah! Because that thing wasn't supposed to get here until, like, later this week. No. Um... <laughs> thanks, Amazon! Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jeff Bezos, you fucking cyborg um he's okay listen he's i'm gonna draw that Do with it. the with the binary code pouring out of Do his it. mouth and everything do it i'm gonna put that shit on a canvas and sell it to him for one billion dollars sorry make it a billion dollars do it <laughs> shoot it oh do it do it are you grateful for jeff bezos I'm not grateful for Jeff Bezos. If I could be completely honest, if, if Jeff Bezos could just Bezos give me money. Bezos sounds like pesos in my brain. He is. He is a peso. He's a peso shit. But, um, <laughs> that was art. You're welcome. Um, let's see. Something I'm grateful for this week. That I have the ability to sit here and do a podcast with my girlfriend. Yeah? And talk about fun, dumb shit. And the people I work with, apparently. And the people you... Hi, Evan. Oh. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <sighs> wow. You could edit all of that Evan shit out, but you're not going to want to. No, I'm going to leave it in there so that when he listens, he laughs. Yeah. And you're going to know when he gets to that part. Too, and then his gonna wife's going to hear oh it and God. be like, what the actual fuck? Hi, Evan. <laughs> That's the bitch who wanted information on going to college to be a teacher. Like, huh? Maybe I should switch my role and go into like radio and and sound production don't yes no do it do it i'm gonna do it do it don't lick the mic (laughs) stop that that's how i get him to do what i want that's (laughs) (laughs) all sound engineers have to lick their microphones it's like what they teach you in the first day of class caress it with your tongue welcome to two mics and a mingo after dark All right, I'm just about done. Are you done? You didn't tell me what you were grateful for. I did. Jeff like, Bezos? No, that I get to sit here and do a podcast with my babe. I really just wanted to hear it again. Oh, <laughs> you selfish prick. How about you? What, do you? what is something you're grateful for this week? Coffee. You know what? No. Fuck it. I'm taking my back. I'm, I'm grateful for my plague burst crawler. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I did state in the last episode that I was a coffee snob, so. Mm. You did, Actually, you didn't. You didn't say yeah, did. you didn't say that you were a coffee snob. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Uh-huh. No. You yeah, because we you talked about favorite things, and I said I'm a self-proclaimed coffee snob. You said you were a coffee enthusiast. I said that after I said coffee snob. I'm going to go back and listen now. That's fine. Also, I'm closing this episode with the, uh, instead of Ryan's outro, I'm going to do the Elements of Art song. Anyway, <sighs> if I can find it, I have to make sure I can find it. I'm sure you can. You know what I'm grateful for? What? I'm grateful to have your attention. Yeah? 
Your full undivided attention. Yeah? Yeah. Because I think that's like the number one gift you can give somebody is your attention. And I'm like super grateful that not only do I have your attention now while we're doing this, but you pay enough attention to understand what I need when I'm not in a good place. Or what I need when I am in a good place. And you don't ever question it. Is this about us buying a full ass cake? It's about the cake and the ice cream. Fair. It's really not that hard. Guys, you want to keep your girl around? Just fucking pay attention. It's really not that hard. Buy her a whole ass chocolate cake. Buy her a whole ass chocolate cake, even though you just told her she doesn't need a whole ass chocolate cake. The chocolate cake, man. That hurt me. What? That cake. Did it? Yeah. Oh. I my teeth. I was scratching my teeth all the fuck. I know home. it was kind of awful. It was like don't du- buy your chocolate cake from Giant Eagle. No, don't buy a double chocolate cake from Giant Eagle. Buy it wasn't even a double chocolate cake. It was one cake they split in half and put that shitty ass wannabe vanilla white shit between, and then put white or chocolate ganache on the top of it and thought it was cute. Still good though. It was okay. I could have made a better cake. Probably. For like half the cost. That'll be next week's episode. We make a cake. We make a cake. We make a cake. We will record while making a cake. Fair enough. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.